0: Hello and welcome to the Pants Party After Party after a wild win for Iowa 23-20 over the Penn State Nittany Lions. I am Harrison Starr, your host. Joining me as always, Ben Ross, my co-host. Ben, I'm going to give it to you. uh, Any takes you have while I take this victory shot of Fernet Branca? No,
1: here, as as I watch you take this nice aperitif to bookend, maybe, this incredible Hawkeye victory. You know, nothing hot. This is the Iowa team we always thought, you know. Shaky quarterback play between two teams. Hair, you know, hair-raising defense. 40 minutes in between offensive possessions because of the commercials, you know. It's number three, number four, baby. That's what you sign up for as a college football fan. It is just poking your eyes out with, Incredible plays in between, mind-boggling ineptitude, from from all walks of life on the Iowa offense. But we won and they didn't, and that's all that matters.
0: It it's incredible because I think the first the first thing I want to talk about is like Iowa just doesn't win games like this under almost any scenario, whether it's football or basketball. Wrestling, they do. Uh, let's give credit where it's due in terms of Iowa wrestling. But the fact that this Iowa team got down the way they did, granted, injury-aided by uh, Sean Clifford going down, um, but they fought back. And, like, this, that was always the criticism of Petrus and the Iowa offense with him was that Iowa, we don't know what they're like when they're behind. And we kind of found out, right? I mean, like... It, it, mind-boggling ineptitude at times, but they did enough. They were good enough in the run game, and they connected on two or three big plays that they absolutely needed, um, and it was wild, just just wild.
1: I mean, yeah, it's just like Iowa State where they connected on, you know, the past plays that they needed to connect on in order to squeak out a win against, you know, another backup quarterback. Again, I'd like to remind you of all the times – I was sort of knocked out a quarterback this season for, from injury or because they made him look normal. And I want you, I don't, let me ask you a question, Harrison. Sure. Actually, I want you to ask me a question. Ask me if I care if Sean Clifford got hurt in this game and that there should be an asterisk next to this win for i ask me if I think that.
0: Uh, Ben Ross, do you think there should be an asterisk next to this game because Iowa won without Sean Clifford as the full-time quarterback for Penn State?
1: No, and here's why: because Spencer Petras is Iowa's quarterback, and so <laughs> <I'm> knocking out <laughs> knocking out Sean Clifford only leveled the playing field.
0: It's it's weird because like th- 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 I just am like on kind of such a high just because I I'm not used to Iowa winning these games. I just am like, not. There,
1: but. Is, there is not a shred of me who thought I was going to win this game at halftime. None. I thought, I thought hundred percent Clifford was going to come back in yeah. and that was, and that'd be that.
0: Yeah. I think Thad said in the Slack, he, he pulled, pulled back the reference to 2018 where um, Trace McSorley went in at just before half, got the painkiller shots and then ran like a 60 yard touchdown I was definitely geared up for that type of a thing to happen against Iowa. And it didn't, but like credit where it's due because there were a ton of times where Iowa could have just quit. And it's not like we've seen them quit in the past, but we've just seen overwhelming athleticism just decimate a high point for, for Iowa football. And they didn't like i mean the play that clifford went out they were driving right and it was inside the red zone and phil parker dialed up a blitz after trying to struggling to contain clifford on on third down got to the quarterback and forced the field goal now that was huge because penn state only scored 3 points after that and i i still can't believe that iowa won in the way that they won because as I said I thought the first team to 20 was going to win that wasn't Iowa and they were able to get to 23 points it it, it genuinely boggles my mind how, how they won this game because uh, I think stats kind of it out they they did well enough in enough areas and the defense was certainly sensational Four turnovers but it just I, I continually go back to that offseason podcast with Brian Farrens and he's like we turn this football game into a game where six to eight plays matter. And Iowa connected on the plays they needed to within that subset of six to eight plays. And it makes 140 plays really, really boring. But credit to Iowa there. Like, I, I, I just can't believe it.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was the most incredible, like, Iowa victory as you mentioned just punting when you have absolutely no faith in your offense in the fourth quarter kneeling the ball when you know you're going to be giving the offense back not even attempting a run not going forward on I mean doing that weird QB I don't know if that's a broken play or a weird QB bootleg we've never seen Spencer Petras run before in his life on third down um instead of just going up the middle well, with a sneak which you know almost certainly would have gained at least one yard on that third and two and you could have tried it again and get the first down without question it was just <clears throat> Truly unbelievable, and, and uh, as predictable as I was, offense was. So was I was defense, but in you know a totally different way. Easily, to, so easy to predict. I was defense turning it on. You know, the defensive line looked pretty lackadaisical for the first half, at least certainly for the first quarter. They totally and completely turned it on. We saw a return, not a return, but a, a heavy dose of the Raider package, which I've talked about. In years past, how much I love Terry Roberts coming in for an injured Robbie Moss. Hope he's okay and t- not even really, you know, missing a beat. Like I, you, I think you said, is Iowa the only team in the Big Ten where Terry Roberts weren't starting? Penn State's probably the other, but like, you know, this team is just all plug and play. You know, Deontay Craig had an incredible uh, stop of Robertson, what it looked like he could have squeezed squeaked away. I mean, it's just all the, you know, going back to like the, the nameless lone wolves of the side with defensive lines, just like everybody doing their job. And it's, and you can just rely on that as, and everybody's doing their job on the offense too, but that job's a little bit different. He,
0: he, so to, so to, to the point about the offense doing their job, are, do you know the time of possession split that happened in this game?
1: I have no idea what it is. I haven't looked at any post-game box score
0: stats. Iowa won it 35 to 25. And I was genuinely blown away when I saw that. And they they did it by just uh, I guess let me let me go through their drive chart very quickly because it's hilarious. It's so funny. Um, the scoring plays that they have, they had a uh, the four play negative eight yard drive, and then the touchdown drive in the second quarter. And then their two field goal drives were 16 plays combined, 77 yards combined. And about seven and a half minutes before the single play uh, drive drive to Regani. and they they did an incredible job once the game had kind of settled of continuing to win the field position battle. It kept Penn State, in my opinion, out of like their big play offense. And like Joel Klatt, a couple of times, he's like, "Well, now they gotta start running these deep routes." and with five minutes left to go. I mean, that, that's what you have to protect again. So it's like, it, it, it was genuinely insane. And I think the thing I want to, to make sure I don't forget talking about this is that seemed like a top two or three Kinnick crowd in my lifetime going back to 1990 and uh, probably a top one if we're only going back 31 years
1: it's so funny you mentioned that i'm we were watching the game at a friend's house one of them wasn't really sure of, like the renovations and he mentioned like offhand oh, it looks like kinnick's bigger now and like how like <laughs> didn't they actually end up taking seats away with the expansion yeah. i don't really can't rem- remember how that works it's actually fewer seats but it's funny but yes absolutely T- top tier kinnick crowd and you know not not an empty seat in the entire place and i am all about them storming the field too it's just and and, and something else too it's like can i we got we got one quarter of nighttime McKinnick, and that was enough. I know we wanted four quarters, but <clears throat> one, we'll settle for one, and we needed it. That fourth quarter, absolutely needed the crowd. I mean, what they have, eight false start penalties? Insanity.
0: Yeah, they had so many false start penalties. I think the, the refs just stopped calling penalties on Penn State because they were calling so many on them already.
1: <laughs> I know. They, were, they had two back-to-back false starts, and they had a clear hold on a, I think yeah. on a first down run. And, um, I mean, yeah, they, and it's fun. They did, they'd be penalized even more yards, but they like three of the false start penalties were only one yard because they're already so deep in the end zone. They're in their, in their own, in their own end zone. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, really something special to see for us.
0: The other thing that Iowa did incredibly well, who, who do you think Penn state's leading rusher was?
1: I will. I not even know. Sean I, I was, was going to say Robertson. Oh, okay. Clifford, God.
0: Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, they ended up getting to 107 yards, but he had the three big ones, uh, totaling 36, and that, and that was it. Like, I think I don't know if this game showed a lot of growth, but I think from Brian Ferentz's perspective, there when Iowa was down, I believe it was 17 to three. The only way that they could win is if they did not go away from the run game. And in that ensuing drive, Goodson had two or three big runs, flipped the field again. I can't remember if they came away with the score on that one or if it was the the possession after that. But I thought that Iowa just absolutely did what they needed to do, obviously, because I mean, they they got the win, but for, for them to come down 14, I just... I just didn't think Iowa had that type of performance in them against a defense like Penn State.
1: I mean, I'm truly shocked. Obviously, you know, I picked Iowa to win, but and I'm an Iowa fan, but it's like I Clifford really—he looked pretty special for that first half, and they did everything. The they need they did everything they needed to do and to beat a team like Iowa, and they were you know they have to give them credit—they had a good game plan until. We knocked the game plan out with broken ribs or torn labrum, or whatever would be awesome. We'll find out later this week, but um, we won. They didn't, and I I don't know what else to really talk about with, with these emotions. You know, riding sky high. Uh,
0: last couple of minutes, I do want to discuss the end because I genuinely cannot believe that Iowa made their defense win that game twice. And it is just unbelievable what they do. I I joked that Hankins' interception kept Iowa outside of the red zone so they didn't have to put up another goose egg for not scoring in the red zone, um, which would be an issue if Iowa didn't win. Their red zone offense was simply (laughs) genuinely bad. But to go out there and have the victory formation on second and third down, what what the hell? I, I just, I just don't get it.
1: In twenty nine years of watching football, between college and pro, I've never seen a team kneel the ball, knowing full well they're going to have to give that ball back. Never seen that before. Have you? Like, no. why even? Why not even, no. try, why not even try? Why not even try to run it and get a first down?
0: I, I don't know. There, there is. I think Kirk saw Iowa losing yardage on that first play from Tyler Goodson figured that's exactly what's going to happen and just decided, okay, whatever. Uh, I think I saw on Twitter, it might've been our friend, Sir Nicholas, who said, why not just quarterback sneak it three times and try and, and try and get the first No, time I that said play. that. Um, I said that. Oh, that was you. <laughs>
1: yeah. I said that. I, I said, you know, QB sneak every play with Nate Stanley. They would have, I feel like.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess if you do it on on first down, it's not like, maybe you just, if you do it first down, you don't think you can do it two more downs against a team like Penn State. Anyways, like, and I will win in genuinely the most shocking fashion that I can think of, Um, and I just really don't have words other than... At one point, I do want to say, like when Spencer Petrus was putting up kind of his horrible first half, I thought he was actually playing better than his stat line indicated. Um, which I guess I've been fully converted into a Spencer Petrus apologist, and I'm going to bury this in, in the last minute of of our after uh, party podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a heretic. Then uh, if uh, if you're if you're a shaman in that church. <laughs> I, I simply cannot. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't pray. We don't, you and I don't pray to the same God.
0: Just the God of no turnovers. Oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben, uh, I do want to give you a, any final thoughts uh, as we uh, sit staring at each other in disbelief.
1: I'm, no, I guess it, it just kind of reminds me of 2015. It's like people, I feel like people are going to be so surprised to learn that Iowa won, and we're gonna have to eventually tell our kids about a six and O Iowa. And I mean, I, have you prepared a speech for Elliot yet?
0: I that's a good qu- that's a good question because there were multiple times where I got very loud, as loud as I've gotten all season before he went to bed, and he started to like react in a negative way on his on the road to crying. So I had to turn it total one eighty and try and go from yelling at the TV or cheering or whatever to making him laugh and making him clap. And it was successful every time. Once he went to bed, I did not make any noise to wake him up. And tomorrow I'll be bouncing him on, on my leg and saying, I will one in the most indescribable way and then do my best to describe it. <clears throat> Sounds about right. Alrighty, So pants party after party. Ben Ross, Harrison Starr, Go Hawks, and uh, that did it.
1: Yeah, okay. Fuck that.